0: Christmas Christmas time Christmas mistletoe and wine yes it is Christmas we are all in the Christmas spirit or Christmas spirits because it is the first ever Christmas Eve podcast We are still here at the uh, Christmas Cottage. Do not forget about that. But we've got a few drinks on the go at the moment. We're going to have all the t- stuff of Christmas. Dan, how has your Christmas been? Are you looking forward to Christmas Day tomorrow?
1: It has been great. Um, you know, there's uh, the house is full of joy. There's uh, lots of decorations about. We've got our tree. We've got our log fire burning away. And we've been on the Christmas spirits. Exactly,
0: we have. So, this could be a joyous episode. Don't forget later on, we bring you the third annual W&R Awards. And uh, we'll be giving you all the uh, new categories 20 categories in that one here tonight. But let's start off because, like we say, it is our first ever Christmas Eve pod. And what better way than starting. T'was the night before Christmas, Dan, I think would be correct, wouldn't it? So, you're going to join me in this kind of alternate intro, and I'll let you oh, yeah. start off, son. Go on.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm sorry I've, I've not done many of these. Uh, <laughs> I might be a bit rusty. But, t'was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that soon would be there. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. On Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle.
0: But I heard him explain. He drove out of sight. Happy Christmas, Christmas to all, and to and for all a good night. night. There you go. That's from the W R podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh no, we got we got the show now. So we're starting off. We're all in in great moods. And uh, oh, Dan, what we do, and we're going to do something special now because we do it every year. We did it last year on the W R podcast. Presents, and of course, together for a year it means so much to uh you know both us and what we do and uh last year we were bit, i was a bit unhappy that i'd got you sank and you hadn't got me sank, but this year of course i've got you uh, a present wait a minute can, you can hear it lovely wrapped up it's all it's all there dan uh, and, and what have you you got for me
1: i have got oh, oh. oh. he's done it again everybody <laughs> oh, i didn't realize i got all wrapped up in the christmas spirit but you, you got all those presents underneath the tree, and none, none of them are for me. Uh, no, they're all mine. <laughs> they're all you. I mean, from, they're, they're, for, they're all to me from our followers and listeners. Did you not get any from? No, I didn't get any oh. from the fact... Is, is that? Uh, oh, no one, oh, oh. no one
0: sent me anything for Christmas. They, uh, they must must have forgot me. I must have made the uh, naughty naughty list
1: then. Um, Okay. Well, we, we've got a nice bit of uh, Adam Cole for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you for thank you for the the bit of Adam Cole that I have in my hands. I'm sure that can go next to uh Malik You can put Christmas it on while. the fire
1: when it gets down uh,
0: yeah. gets down low. Oh well, Dad, I, I have got you saying it's it's not it's not a lot because you know times are hard. But here, this is genuinely your Christmas present here. to to open up right. Open up on open the podcast.
1: Up right, on the podcast. Oh, so excited. Oh. <laughs> what is it? It is a t shirt <laughs> of the new, undefeated, undisputed NXT champion, Andrade Cien Almas. Yes, I thought you'd be happy. There's a couple of actually things there. What's that? What's that? Press, press also- that. <laughs> a fuck it button <laughs> press it in the microphone This was a lady from Nantucket whose casual refrain was always ah oh, fuck it <laughs> We it have... <laughs> yeah,
0: why don't ya
1: <laughs> so we got a fuck it button <laughs> that'll be getting used a lot when we're mentioning it yeah. and oh wait a minute a little Christmas oh. special what is it Dan? it is Dan Santa's secret elf <laughs> yeah, it is. And that is that is from your mum actually that, that is from my mum you gave, do you want to just read like the first page
0: and just let everybody know what it's about?
1: It was Christmas Eve and Dan was tucked up in bed at home. He was trying so hard to be asleep, but he could hear strange noises. It wasn't the sound of sleigh bells, it wasn't the sound of hoofs on the roof, it wasn't even the sound of Santa unpacking his sack. It was more of a harumph and a... An am- it was no good. There'd be no sleep for Dan until he found out what was making the noise.
0: I got a Christmas book, a fuck it button, and a CN top. Now, Dan, I should, <laughs> say, I should say as well, I did get you saying cows. But I unfortunately made an error in my judgement. Now, hopefully you can give it to a, a family member.
1: Fuck
0: it! <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I was thinking. A family member or someone who could do it. Because, like, Randy Orton, t- I thought Randy Orton. Uh, Dan loves Randy Orton, so I'll get a Randy Orton t-shirt. Fortunately I didn't get a large, large youth. So this is the actual t-shirt. <laughs> and as you
1: can see, I think in all my hopes and dreams. I do like my t-shirts tight. Yes. But that's... <laughs> What we'll
0: do is we'll take a, t- a picture of this and we'll put it on there so people can well, see. should
1: I put it on so they can see what it looks like me wearing? <laughs> yeah. Would that be better?
0: That would be better. We got... a it's a real shame. That's a cool t-shirt to have. I hope you can give it to a family member of your choosing. Because we'll post all these pictures up when we release this podcast so everybody can hear it and watch it as well. I think we are generally evolving into... A photographic podcast. <laughs>
1: photographic. Well, I think we want to wait until your beard's grown back before we take any pictures of you. Yeah, I know. I've, I've, like sho- I've,
0: sho- I've shocked the wrestling world. <laughs> this this w- week, I've shot the wrestling world. I have had a shave, so we're going to move on now. So we we did this last year. And I just want to take a few moments for those uh those lost wrestlers this year. If we could just take a second of silence, please, Dan. Um, I'm uh, just
1: going to prepare my sad voice. Yeah. Right. No. Okay,
0: right. and let's read out the talent we lost. So, Rosa Mendez retired.
1: Jack Swagger, did release after requesting it.
0: Simon Gotch.
1: Austin Aries.
0: My pick for the CWC. Ho Ho Lun. Eva Marie. Everybody's favourite, Emma. Darren Young. Because she was shit, Summer Rae,
1: Big Sawyer Fulton.
0: Uh, the incredible James Ellsworth.
1: And a man that brought us the most legendary entrance themes of all time and that is Jim Johnson and mm. out of the list him and Austin Aries are probably going to be the most sorely
0: missed yeah I think so I think Emma was probably the biggest news of the year but that of course Neville's <laughs> not on the list yet we should say other NXT talent WWE broadcasting
1: talent have also been released Three Chris Atkins Andrea DeMarco Theophilus Agbe, Leo Gao and Josh Bredel. So there we go, there's some people we have lost, but it is Christmas
0: time, we've done the presents early, I know it's only Christmas Eve, but we are just about ready for the WNR Awards 2017, but what we're going to do first, we want to read you through... The kind of categories and what our picks were. So we run for the 2015-2016 awards, and then we'll start you with the 2017 awards. So, yeah, 2015 awards, I mean, this is all the way back when Jad was a part. Of course, I've not included his uh, choices, because they no longer matter. So, uh, wrestler of the year, I went for Seth Rollins.
1: And I went for his tag team partner and shield buddy, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. Entrance of the year, Dan. Uh, mine was the Wyatts.
0: Yep, just the Wyatts. I listened back to it, and it was just Wyatts, but... You I asked you which one you said when the lights go out and really
1: go out so I wasn't the best. I think you've been
0: smart there. No, uh, I went for Undertaker at Survivor Series when he came out and they showed the video of like the twenty five years of the dead man which I...
1: pay per view? Yeah, pay per view the
0: year. It's an interesting choice from you.
1: Uh I went for Beast in the East, yeah. which was a main event of Brock Lesnar going against I think Kofi Kingston. Brock mate. Lesnar against Kingston.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, because of the main event I think it was Owens versus Balor. For the yeah. NXT title, oh, yeah. I think that's what tricked you yeah. over. <coughs> Speaking of the NXT uh, events, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the first ever one was my pay per view of the year. Match of the year was from that as well, and that was Bailey versus Banks at Brooklyn.
1: Uh, my match of the year was Balor versus Neville at TakeOver.
0: Uh, women of the year, Dan, who's your Woman of the Year? Uh,
1: my Woman of the Year was Bailey. Yeah,
0: Bailey, that was understandable. Mine was Sasha Banks, of course, I picked her for Match of the Year anyway.
1: Underrated. Underrated. Mine was Neville.
0: Neville, oh, Neville. Mine was Stardust. And it was interesting because I heard myself back and I actually said, like, the Cody Rose character could do a lot more with Stardust. He's kind of stuck there, and I think he's underrated. So I'll give myself points for that. Uh, one to watch.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know whose was worse. I don't know. Uh, mine
0: was Ryback. <laughs> Ryback, who was then released in 2016. or well, mine was Apollo Cruz, who just kind of didn't get used at all, you know? Tag team of the year, 2015.
1: Uh, mine was Dash and Dawson.
0: Very, very, uh, I thought, smart pick, especially back then when it was in NXT days. were not even a revival yet. I picked the New Day as my tag team of the year because they were
1: dominating at that time. Uh, move of the year, Dan, finally. Mine was the most prettiest high-flying manoeuvre available, and that was the Red Arrow. Yeah, so
0: it showed you were a fan of Neville, didn't it? You know, saying he <laughs> yeah. was your underrated one and, of course, that. And mine was
1: a pop-up powerbomb
0: from Kevin Owens. Uh, it obviously, made his debut in 2015 in WWE, and yeah, my move of the year. So, 2016 awards will run through them as well, and we'll see the similarities between both and if they've changed or not. So, rest of the year 2016, both went AJ Styles. We yeah. both agreed it yeah. was AJ Styles' rest of the year. We went different the year before, <laughs> went the same on now. Well,
1: he obviously early, made his debut early on in 2016 at the Royal Rumble, coming in at number three to a huge reaction. And just throughout that whole year, he became heavyweight champion or world champion, as it's known as now. Uh, and yeah, brilliant matches and just completely created a star. Uh, entrance in 2016. Mine was Nakamura at Takeover when there was just hundreds of violins, violin after violin after violin after violin coming out and playing him down to the ring.
0: Mine was Takeover Brooklyn with Bobby Roode, where I I still get uh, you know shivers down my spine. There was a piano playing with that.
1: Women of the Year. Women of the Year, and we both went for Banks. Sasha Banks, yeah. you for the second year in a row. Yeah, <laughs> We
0: well, would we'll be third-time lucky for Sasha Banks, you know. She won it. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, she moved up to the main roster in 2016, but I must have been a fan. I think that was just headlining the pay-per-view of Charlotte, the head and the like she did. And, uh, I put, yeah, Sasha Banks, obviously, you picked her as well. Underrated, Dan, for your year? Um,
1: I went for Cesaro. Yes, uh, I just thought, you know, he was completely underutilised. You know, he definitely deserved a chance.
0: And what's 2017 for us, they gave Cesaro a chance teaming up with Sheamus. And now look at him, he's having four-star matches on Raw, isn't he? You know, he's so... a brilliant
1: match with Roman Reigns on Raw, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, fantastic. And I've gone through several. I mean, I must have liked him last year, but now he is so underrated. And I think there's, there's so much more. For me, last year it was about him being a killer hill, being used correctly. And now it's the kind of, I think he could, do whatever given to him, just as long as he's got time to do it. And I, I still think that, you know? Yeah.
1: Move of the year. Both went for the same one again. And that was the Shield at Survivor Series 2016 with the Shield Bomb.
0: Yeah, Shield Bomb with AJ Styles for the announce table when they, uh, yeah, Ambrose was on Team Smackdown at the time, yeah. wasn't he?
1: And uh, Rollins and Reigns was on Raw. There was still a bit of a uh, distinction between the Shield members, but they managed to team up. Just for one common em- common enemy, basically. Yeah. One to watch for
0: 2016. So one we thought would have a good 2017. Uh, Daniel, one what? It was Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, not a bad 2017, was it? You know,
1: well, there's been betters, but yeah. uh, you know, he won Money in the Bank. Well, kind of fell out of favor. Basically, squandered his yeah, Money in squ- the Bank yeah. briefcase. Won U.S. Championship. So you know, was well, that actually
0: U.S. Champion now going into it looking strong at the end of the year? And mine was Ember Moon. And, well, she had a war with Oscar throughout the year, didn't she? Now she's finally NXT Women's Champion, so it's smug there. Uh, uh, RKO of the year, Dan. Well,
1: one of my favourite categories, and mine was on Lesnar. And it was just at the moment, Paul Heyman was saying, you can't catch Brock Lesnar with an RKO. Out of nowhere comes Orton. <laughs> Bang! Good night, Lesnar.
0: And uh, mine was on Kane. Mine was on Kane, because that was when Orton China to sided with the Wyatts. Reinvented himself a little bit, and that led to his next one as well. So that's kind of RKO tag team of the year. Bit of... Sur- well, I say not surprised, but tag team for you, Dan. <laughs>
1: uh, Jerry KO.
0: Yeah, I mean they are no longer a tag team, but yeah, they were right at there. I think top of the game, weren't they? At the end of last year, if I can remember, or well, throughout the last the year before. So I mean, it's the same with um, the revival as well that I've gone for. Dash and you went for 2015. They, came, they were still in NXT, and they got even better, didn't they, in uh, in 20, seven, 2016. So, rival tag team of the year. pay of the year, Dan.
1: Uh, my pay of the year was NXT TakeOver Dallas. Yeah,
0: and mine was uh, Survivor Series 2016, which, uh, again, you know, great event. Match of the year. And mine was Miz versus Ziggler from No Mercy, when Ziggler finally won the Intercontinental title.
1: And mine was Cena versus Styles at Money in the Bank. And it was a brilliant contest between the two of them.
0: So three things from the network. Oh, three things from the network. That we want. Well, well, I wanted WCW Thunder, WWE Superstars and ECW uh, 2006. I got the uh, WWE 2006 uh, ECW events now on network. I still want Thunder. But we'll talk about that in 2017 moments. Three things done right.
1: Three things done right. The CWC... Signing AJ and signing Nakamura.
0: Yeah, I thought I agreed with that. I said Styles, CWC and um, Bobby Roode there signing. I thought that was great. Five things they need to do.
1: Uh, Well, five things we wanted from 2017 was stability for the Cruiserweights. We which... got Enzo delivered for you there, yeah? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to say. Um, better booking for the women's division, which we've definitely got yeah. there. For the majority of 2017, up until we got a lot of Neville, up until September, yeah. Uh, Less free chances at titles; they need to be earned. And as much as I love Orton, he had free shots at the heavyweight championship. You know, it's a bit too much for me. But yeah, that was my five things we want.
0: Well, mine were revival beat New Day, which didn't happen. Revival got injured. Rude NXT title, which he got. Of course, AJ become WWE Champion again. Nakamura in the main event, which he was at SummerSlam, and now he's dropped out again. And Punk Return or Shield Reunion. Of course, we've got the Shield Reunion in 2017. It is the Dublin Awards 2017. We've had that. Very interesting to look back and see our choices. Very different in 2015. Quite similar to 2016. Let's see how different we are in 2017. Now we've got 20 awards that we are going to hand out. Here tonight. So we're just going to read through. We have the third annual our Awards. It's 2017. We've got 20 categories here tonight to run through for you. We have got uh, 17 awards to hang out. But we'll just run through the awards quickly. So, Dan, we'll, uh, we'll do one each. Gone. On. Uh We've got Wrestler of the Year. We've got Pay-Per-View of the Year. Match of the Year. Entrance of the Year. Woman of Most Underrated of the Year.
1: Move of the Year <laughs> of the Year.
0: All right, we'll stop the year now. Move
1: of the Year. One to Watch. RKO of the Year. Tag
0: Team. And now we've got seven new awards for 2017.
1: And that is Most Overrated. Better Off Last Year. Holy shit moment. Comeback. Most Improved. Tweet of the Year. And the joint award for most punishment taken in a match.
0: Yeah. Plus, we have three things WWE did right.
1: Five things that must happen in 2018.
0: And three things needed on the network. Now we should say before we get to the meat of uh, meat and potatoes of the WR awards. The next time we're here is the WNR uh, New Year's Eve spe- uh, New Year's Eve special. The first time ever that we're doing that, and we're going to have a complete run through of the entire year. In WWE and our favorite moments on the W R podcast as well, it is going to be mega. But let's let's start off then with the WNR Awards 2017, and, and should we start off Dan with what well, better way than a nice way to begin with then entrance of the year? So Dan, if you want to go first, please tell me your entrance of the year. Well, my
1: entrance of the year was a was Balor, and it was the Demon at TLC.
0: Not a bad... You know, you've always been a fan of the demon character, Finn Balor, haven't you?
1: He's a lot better than Finn Balor. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't lose as much. Yeah. Why,
0: why do you like the entrance? Explain why you like the entrance.
1: Um, so it's just the mystique of it, the build-up of it, and, you know, just the way he comes out. I just think it's brilliant. And I really enjoy the persona that he takes on as he's part of the demon. and Just the whole thing came together, and it was a brilliant, brilliant entrance. And plus there wasn't a lot of other choice. No, I think that's what we'll find. I mean, I'm going to give you my uh, pick now.
0: Unfortunately, it's not the same. It is Drew McIntyre's entrance at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 when he came out with the uh, the, the guys playing the, the bagpipes. And it's such a incredible entrance. But even at WrestleMania this year, because of the size of the ramp, it wasn't a great entrance. It was just like a long walk, wasn't it? You know, So I felt, yeah, entrances are kind of in a weird way. I think TakeOver... Yeah kind of bought it more in entrance way. You know, look back at the beginning of the year with Nakamura and Bobby Roode and people like that. You think, oh, yeah, even though they're on SmackDown now, it's it's t- kind of turned into a basic entrance as opposed to something special. But, you know, that is entrance of the year. Uh, right, Dan, your award now. What's next?
1: I'm going to go for one of our new awards and it is Tweet of the Year. Yeah,
0: so I'll go first then, seeing as uh, you went first last time. And my tweet of the year. I mean, it's, why? Why did you come up for this as a new category, Dan?
1: Well, it's quite a lot about social media now in the wrestling world, and you know, just going through my Twitter home line, there's there's a lot of retweets that I've put out, and there's a of great tweets. That yeah, wrestlers have been doing.
0: Well, WWE relies on social media to get the message across. You know. And, uh, I mean, so do we, don't we? Don't forget to follow us at WWE Review on Twitter, on Facebook, we're on everywhere, that out on social media. But, yeah, tweets especially where people do react to it a lot. But my tweet of the year is uh, Finn Balor with the uh, not overcooked turkey at Thanksgiving when he tweeted that out. Because, for me, uh, I thought it was really funny that he was responding to it. Uh, but now with the latest bit in WWE shop, they've actually got a T-shirt of Finn Balor, and they highlight the over on it, so maybe that's going to be a thing they try and do now. I don't know, but that's my tweet. Dan, what's yours?
1: Um, mine actually, and I think you would appreciate this one. There was there was three. I I mentioned the other th- the other two, but this one won it for me because I think it holds a bit of uh, personal significance for us, and it, it's just a simple four lines, and it is out of time, so say goodbye. What is yours now is mine, and that was of course Drew McIntyre, and he's tweeting and he's added real Bobby Roode after he took his title at NXT, and I just think that's a brilliant tweet. Yeah,
0: it is. I mean, what a what a moment it was. You go back and listen to that podcast there, and uh, McIntyre of course tweeting his entrance theme. I I'm a huge fan of Drew McIntyre. I don't think I have to explain really.
1: Um, oh, honourable mention. John Cena tweeting out, so, hashtag iPhone X, about Face ID, Um, what do I do? You can't see me, John Cena. And also, Drew Gulak on the 10th of October. Today, we woke up in a world where Enzo Amore is no longer the Cruiserweight champion. (laughs) That's
0: not bad. So your tweet of the year is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Fair fucking play, dear. Uh, right, so my one of my awards, and I, I have to give this out because I came up with this way back in May, I think, with NXT TakeOver Chicago. The Johnny Gagano war for most punishment taken in the match. And that goes to Johnny Gagano, NXT TakeOver Chicago in a ladder match where he got destroyed by the Office of Pain. But that wasn't it, Dan, was it?
1: No, it wasn't. His uh, tag team partner, Tommaso Ciampa, also turned on him after the match and planted him through an announce table. So how is that?
0: For luck, for Johnny Gagano. So, well, congratulations, Johnny. You do win, and this will be a continued prize. The Johnny Gagano Award for Most Punishment Taken in the Match. You win it here tonight. The next award is... Yeah. Most overrated. Right, this will be a good one. though. Dan, who is yours? Triple H. Triple H. My one is Triple
1: no. H. <laughs> Can you argue with that? I right. mean, you know, he took it upon himself to have all the glory of Survivor Series... He even took it upon himself to beat Jinder Mahal in India unnecessarily and I then don't. danced with him after the match.
0: Uh, it's, it's incredible when you think about it, that's what he does, you know. And uh, look, just look back on his history as well. It's just he believes his kind of own hype now that he was like a legend and a. Don't you wrong, he's a great wrestler, but he can't carry a promotion on his back where. I, I don't know. I don't want to see a Strowman Triple H match. Anyway my most overrated now this might surprise a few I'm saying Brock Lesnar now I'm a huge fan of Lesnar I have been uh since he made his debut way back when but problem is for me is that now we are he's no longer caring about being a good wrestler anymore and people might disagree with me there but I feel the kind of the learning the trade and the way he was before he left WWE the first time was a lot better than he is now it's just the same old thing it's uh Going to have a match, no matter who's against, it's a suplex, suplex, suplex. Oh, recover, might take a little bit of punishment. Recover, F5, win. He's he's done that countless times. You know, Goldberg match at WrestleMania was the same. Got kind of a 10-minutes match, that was done. The Braun Strowman match was the same, 10 minutes and then done. This if, Joe he's in, match. if
1: he's in a multiple-person match, he'll lay down for 20 minutes, yeah, get exactly. stretched out, come back, F5 and win.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's definitely a cardio issue as well with him, like how much he gets blown up. In the AJ Styles match at Survivor Series, I know people will probably talk about it a little bit, the match of the year was people are saying that is there. I mean, Lesnar, you know, getting out of breath after five minutes and AJ having to carry him. It, um, for me, Lesnar, it might be better now for him to uh, go away for a little while or try something else because this is just, for me, it's, it's just not, well, I love Brock Lesnar, but... I can no longer get excited when I know the match is not going to be anything. And when you consider that like, he had a WrestleMania match with Dean Ambrose, and like just completely destroyed him, you know it was it gained. And for me, that's why he's most underrated. I'm sorry, I ranted a little bit there, but I mean it's you know uh, overrated for me because it's frustrating when you you like someone and they just don't deliver. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No,
1: I see. I see exactly. Yeah. Yeah, where you come from with
0: that. So anyway, we go on to most underrated. Now, uh, underrated is, uh, is it one of our, no, it's not most overrated, one of our new awards for this year. We have had most underrated before, and uh, it's its a pretty big award, you know what I mean? It's if one of those that um, we look at every year to see, hopefully the talent can get used. My one this year, probably not much surprise, uh, Ty Dillinger. Now, before I explain why Ty Dillinger, obviously I've been, Talking a lot the last couple of minutes, Dan. Do you want to tell me who your pick is and why?
1: Um, well, I've actually got two. All oh, right, okay. I've got Luke Harper. I think he was brilliant in the feud when it was uh, Bray Wyatt. You now he played a great part in that. I think he's brilliant in the ring, and you know, I just I'm not sure him up, teaming him up with Eric Rowan. For the Bludgeon Brothers, yeah, they have been doing quite well of recently. But I just don't think that's the right move for him. And also, Mandrews. Mark Andrews. I mean, we've seen him in brilliant matches. You know, not the best matches but we we'll get onto that category <laughs> shortly. But, you know, I think he's a brilliant wrestler, he's a great flyer. Certainly deserves more of a chance and a better push.
0: Yeah, I mean, he fits the 205 live division perfectly, doesn't he? Someone in there, the way he moves and what we've seen of him this year. Yeah, he he definitely deserves uh, more opportunity. With Harper, yeah, I completely agree. They've obviously gone back to this one because it helps Eric Rowan out uh, as well, doesn't it? You know, so, um, I mean, the budget promise of juries out of them. I think they can be good and I think we'll be Harper carrying it majority of times, but... At least he's featured in a, a prominent position now. This will be interesting in the, in the upcoming year. Uh, with Ty Dillinger, for me, underrated, there wasn't anybody more liked than Ty Dillinger in NXT since I would say maybe Daniel Bryan, that kind of hardcore fan base that Dillinger had where he everybody knew he'd been there for ages. He works hard every pay-per-view. He wasn't a winner, but the fans respected him. And this kind of 10 gimmick, saying he built up himself in a kind of really special... And there was a moment in time when it looked like him and Bobby Roode were going to have a feud, you know, uh, over if Dinagee could get the job done. And instead, he was put into a Royal Rumble, which I think someone predicted on the WR podcast, you know. But uh, what
1: well, someone predicted, he was going to enter the Rumble at number yeah, number ten,
0: ten. 10. But um, I mean, for me, uh, like, like I said, and, and then he kind of get lost in a shuffle, not being used. Like, I think it would be much better in NXT if it had been there and then used as a kind, you know, championship opportunity gets through and proving that he did belong there, rather than kind of being lost now. I love the 10 gimmick, but I think that people are going to get bored of that soon, if especially when he's not winning and the way well, he, he does it, you know. you
1: know, in that respect, it's already kind of when the referee used to count people out in the ring, it's not as loud, it's not as predominant, because, you know, it'd, it'd be at one and everyone would be chanting 10, two, 10, you know, and it just doesn't ring as exciting as it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the award for better off last year goes to Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. <gasps> you bastard.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> no, Better off last year that we came up with to decide uh if someone's in a better position, obviously, than last year, who would go back in time. Ty Denninger might yeah. be one of those guys. You've gone Bobby Roode. Why Bobby Roode exactly?
1: Well, last year he was in NXT. He was flying very high in NXT. He was getting the credit he deserves. He, you know, he was he was doing brilliantly. And this year, what's he done? He's have feud with Dolph Ziggler. He's had a bit of a feud with Baron Corbin. And he's had another feud with Dolph Ziggler.
0: Well, yes, it, no, it's true. It's true. Bobby Roode was just on the cusp of greatness in NXT, wasn't he? Because he was going to go forward to face my pick for... Better off last year is Shinsuke Uki fucking Nakamura. The, the way he was treated the classic champions, Nakamura was treated at SummerSlam with Jinder Hall not being able to beat him. Twice. And, uh, yeah, exactly. The rematch was even worse coming in. Uh, when he first came in feuding with Ziggler, don't forget Ziggler feuded with Nakamura first uh, in on SmackDown. That didn't work for him. The kind of rock star gimmicks fade away. And even you said on our Raw and SmackDown reviews this past month when Nakamura's been in action oh, he's, it's not been a great match because he's... Do you know what I mean? He's just not connecting yeah. with the fans and he's not improving. So it's weird both got Nakamura considering they were main eventers in NXT and now this year really, really struggling, you know? But let's get a bit more positive then and uh, we'll do Most Improved of 2017. Now, Most Improved is another award. We want to give credit to someone who's uh, shown even more potential, got better in ring, anything like this. So I have gone... The most improved. I've gone the
1: Miz. Dan, who have you gone for in this one? I have gone Roman Reigns. I think he's he's starting to come into the mantle of being the guy. You know, the big dog. He's had a very few. He's had quite a few good matches this year. He's you know now he's reunited with the Shield. They've they've been getting a better response. He's been getting a better response. He's had great matches with Jason Jordan. Match with Jason Jordan. He's yeah. had a great match with Cesaro. You know, especially towards the end of the year, he's been pulling it out of his ass, and he's certainly been working. He's been learning to trade a lot better, and you know, he's considerably improved from this guy that's just, you know, got two free moves.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. You know, Reigns has shown that he is a great in-ring performer. We've said that even at seen you know, compared to Cena at this time, he's a better ring ring working than him. You could argue that he's one of the best in the business, and wrestling-wise, that he has improved on. He's not had a bad match in a while, you know, and uh, I, I completely agree with you there. And like I say, with Miz, I mean, the Miz is one of the most annoying characters in WWE, you know, that kind of heelish way he's doing it. But he is, to his credit, Bing cat. he has been credit uh, carrying Smackdown first off after the draft with the Intercontinental title on the line. He was one of the main points there. Or He's been filling out for Brock Lesnar whilst he's been away Universal title-wise with the Intercontinental. And in-ring Miz has improved as well because, yes, he might be using Daniel Bryan's old moves, but because of that, he's become a better in-ring worker. And when he lost to Roman Reigns on Raw for the IC title, that was a good match as well for both men. Exactly. And you don't think it would have be been a good no. match because of the way they are. So that's what I've got to say to Miz for, you know. I think uh, if Miz carries on like this, I think he could challenge the uh, Universal title come 2018, you know. Uh, what about your favourite award then, Dan?
1: My favourite award, and that, of course, is the RKO of the year. Do
0: you want to go first? No, I want, I want you to go first. You want
1: me to go first? Well... Aidan English was singing slash mocking Orton's tune because he was doing Rusev Day to the tune of Randy Orton. And out of nowhere again, Orton comes out, RKO's him, or RKO's Rusev while he stood on a podium, and then RKO's Aidan English shortly <laughs> after. And it was just perfect.
0: What would it sound like, Aidan English singing Rusev's song, down? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what that's.
1: It's Rusev Day!
0: <laughs> oh, Aiden yeah, English has joined us. Lovely. All right, that's cool. That's how you like picking good RKO's. But my one is the RKO he hit on Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania to become the 13-time WWE champion. You see, that's why I it was such an important RKO. Bray was trying to play all the mind games, wasn't he? All the head games with a weird ring. Orton's like, nah, bang. And even better than that, Dan didn't pick Orton to win the WWE title at WrestleMania either. So, that just made up for everything he did at the but, Rumble. Um... Yeah, he won at the Rumble, then he won at WrestleMania. So, the RKO the year. All right, so what about three things done right by the WWE then? Let's, let's be a little bit more positive, shall we? Because, you know, we, we've got all these awards that we are given out. So, three things WWE did right. What we'll do, we'll just do one each, won't we? we and then we'll see how we've got. We've got three things. So, I'll go first. There's three things WWE did right. First and foremost, I think it's fair to say NXT takeovers. You know, NXT yeah. takeovers—that event—I it's something I look forward to so much when it happens. And we had luckily we had five events uh, this year for takeover Probably my favourite show. You <laughs> know, every one of them was like, "This is my favourite NXT takeover event." They always deliver uh, in ring and everywhere else. Takeovers. Dan, what's your first choice?
1: Um. Well. <clears throat> Mine was NXT in general. They get an hour a week to tell their story and it is it is just great. You know, it is perfect, they've you know, they tell exactly the right story they need to do, they don't wrestlers you know, you might not see a wrestler for two or three weeks after, but when they come back you say you know, you know exactly where they are in the story and you know, it's it's not too full, it's not too much, it is it's just bang on
0: yeah no i completely agree. nxt uh the update when we watch it is, is, is it's not it's my favorite time it's my favorite show watching nxt is just so enjoyable it tells the story there's not no wasting of time is there i mean yeah injury the talent affects the show but the way they carry on regardless and the way they like i say they they have all this nxt weekly show which is great and then they deliver at takeovers didn't they which i couldn't really ask for anything else at the moment Another thing that I think they did right in 2017, women's division. I think the women's division, uh, they've finally took it, taken it seriously now, yep. and yeah, it's a yeah. viable part of the show. Like, there's three or four segments, either on Raw or across on SmackDown, where the women are involved, especially on Uh and I think it's only a good thing, you know, because it's, it's it's a difference to it than it is just the men's matches all the time, you know, especially the kind of women's talent that we've got. Of course, we'll talk about women wrestling of the year later on, but... I think the women's division has done great in 2017. Dan, what's your second
1: pick? The UK Championship Tournament. I think that was brilliant. We had some top-rate matches. We got introduced to a lot of... You know, we thoroughly enjoy watching. Um, You know, not just being biased because we are from sunny old England. Yeah, England, England. (laughs) But, you know, it's... I think it was really refreshing. It was a different type of wrestling... And, yeah, you know, it just really made us happy.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was a brilliant way to start the year. And like I said, on the New Year's podcast, we'll uh, have a run for them. We're going to January. Of course, not only the Royal Rumble, but we'll have uh, the, a look at the UK tournament. Of course, we had a couple of picks there, didn't we? Pete Dunne. And, of course, uh, Wolfgang Trent Seven. Tyler Bate came from that as well. So, no, fantastic thing they did. Right. And, yeah, that nearly made it for me. That like, nearly made it for me. But my third choice is AJ Styles. I think with AJ Styles, I was worried that they are going to drop the ball with him, that they didn't think he could make it. He has been, for me, the the best thing on WWE television. I was looking at kind of ratings I give for matches, you know, and uh, AJ, it's weird. Like, you can't, like, even a five-star match, you wouldn't be like, oh, he not had a five-star match, but every match he has is at least, like, three-and-a-half, four-star. It's like Kari Sane, and my young classic, but... With AJ Styles, he delivers in ring, and WWE finally got behind him and goes like, "Yeah, you can out here." You look at the matches he had, you know, John Cena at the Royal Rumble, going against Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, uh, you know, Jinder Mahal. Now they have faith in him, which I love. And uh, I think AJ Styles, yes, yeah, spot on with him. What's the last thing you think they did right?
1: The way they brought back the shield. You know, this tease in between Rollins and Ambrose, will they? Won't they? Ambrose offers fist. It's- Seth offers his fist, yeah. Ambrose refused, and then, you know, they kind of get a tag team, but they're not quite the Shield yet. It, was it The Miz saying, oh, you're all alone? Yeah, to Roman Reigns, yeah. And he's like, well, no, I'm not all alone. And then the other two members come out, and it's, you know, just the way they built it up, the fans, up. Abs- I lapped up, you lapped up, you got shivers, Yeah, I, did, I remember I did, you yeah, telling yeah, I me. It, yeah. And, you know, it was just built up brilliantly yeah i mean the whole
0: build towards it was fantastic the only problem with that is of course the injury uh the, the sickness to range that no one could see but the way they built up towards it yeah like i said it was it was it was perfect uh, so that's three things done right in the wwe uh and we'll move on now to three things we want from the network in wwe in 2018 this is three things so like i said last year i got the ecw collection I wanted in uh, two thousand six uh, the, the you know the old the new ECW so to speak, but this year I just run through my criteria. The base is the same as last year. I want WWE Thunder, which of course is still a, is still <laughs> second show to that. I want WWF Superstars, still because that was a Saturday night show. Uh, that were the shows when Raw in the early days they had better matches on Superstars than they did actually Monday Night Raw. And to build up towards that. And, of course, now I want WWE Saturday night, which is a Saturday night show they had before they had Nitro, where the Cruiserweights were introduced to it. And all these other guys, like Macho Man and Hogan, used to make appearances before they had Nitro. So I want them to kind of fill up the what they can with the network. And I think I'll definitely get one of these three, hopefully, next year. It'd be nice to have Thunder, because in January it is 20 years since WWE Thunder. I know the later years were shit, yeah. but it'd be nice to have like the first couple, do you know what I mean, and, and yeah. do it. So what are your three things, um,
1: I want independent shows. Maybe local to England, maybe, you know, over America, because you of all these great talents coming through the independence, and it would be good to see where they start from.
0: Yes, yeah, no, I, I, I you agree. You know, yeah.
1: and also, Starcade. <laughs> the one they had this year, why was it not on the network? I actually can't tell you why it wasn't on the network, no. Exactly. And, you know, we, we pay this money for it and we're, we, you know, we s- subscribe $10 a year or £10 yeah, a no, year.
0: Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Well, this is the thing though, like, why can't they have more special events? We'd, we'd be more happy if they cancelled a couple of pay-per-views and just had a couple of live events like this, you know, like Starcade or uh, yeah, whatever it was, Beast in the East again, you know, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you said, the
1: 2015. Um, and I just wanted to fill in the gaps with, uh, the missing NXTs. Because, you know, they're, they're still a bit scarce. I'd like to follow it from the beginning and just go through it all. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if it was this year or last year. They did that with the Nitros. They finally filled them out. And uh with ECW, this is what they're slowly doing now as well, and adding that. And I think they will do NXT. The problem is there's so much content. It, it makes it seem better for them that they leave it like new content a month, because then they don't dump in 15,000 hours of footage. They can do that over a year then, can't they, you know, so... Yeah, but
1: it, well, it if they're going to do something like that, at least start from one. Like, keep the continuity yes, going yeah, from yeah, what yeah, they've yeah. got. Start, you yeah, know, don't get put episodes, one to 20, yeah. Yeah. and then, you know, build up from that. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you.
0: All right, so we move on, and the next award is... It is Move of the Year. Old Awards, and I have gone for this year... Well, Move of the Year, is it's a move that's impressed me. And I've got to say, one of my favourite moves is the Eclipse by Ember Moon. And she kind of eclipsed that herself <laughs> at NXT TakeOver Houston with a double Eclipse on Peyton Royce and Nikki Cross, which I thought was amazing, you know. That
1: was a brilliant move, yes.
0: So I've got to say to her, she has got my Move of the Year. Dan?
1: Um, well, I've... I want to say an honourable mention to Tyler Bate and the way he springboards off the ropes Uh, using the back of his neck. His hands either side, head to bottom, and he springboards off. I think that is just brilliant. But my favourite move, or should I say moves, was all of 205 Live and Braun Strowman... On Enzo after <laughs> Raw ended. Oh
0: yeah, I mean that was probably your favourite moment of the year. I mean moving it so explain to everybody who'd maybe not seen that down what exactly happened.
1: Well, Enzo won the Cruiserweight Championship by foul means, shall we say. And he was in the ring, living a promo. This was just after Raw had gone off the air. Yeah. And Braun Strowman come down, delivered a running power slam. And then said, look, and the whole of 205 Live, I think pretty much everyone used their finisher on Enzo. <laughs> yeah, they like, yeah. And he was laying in a beaten mess. Yes, not an eaten ring.
0: mess. It was a beaten mess. He was completely destroyed. Yeah, I think that's a great move of the year, yeah. yeah. um, <laughs> So move of the year, yeah, Ember Moon and uh Enzo More wins an award for you then I say.
1: Well, I think the, I think the the technically the award goes to all of Five Live <laughs> yeah. and Stroman.
0: All right, all right. I'm not going to argue, yeah. All right, next award
1: uh... one to watch. One to watch. Now this may may not seem like a surprise to you, but mine is my boy Alistair Black.
0: Yeah. What What reasons?
1: He's had a great year. He had a brilliant match against Velveteen Dream. He's been challenged as such. But, you know, he, he had a very good match against Adam Cole, Bay, Bay Which he won convincingly. Yeah, you know, I, I think he's there's bigger, better things to come from him. A, a tweet that I've seen summed up perfectly. He doesn't need to win the NXT Championship to be able to go... Up to the main roster.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you there. So, <clears throat> like I said, one to watch this award is is, is big because it's one of these people that we, we hope have a really successful 2018. And that's why I've gone for my one to watch is, as well, Alistair Black. Alistair Black is my one to watch this year. That is, I, I think that he's one of the most dangerous men In NXT at the moment, in in WWE, I think the black mask kick is one of those to be looked out on. He doesn't really look to be that uh, at the moment, if that's the right word to say. And and
1: I'd have to say, it also teams up with entrance as well, because he's he's got a great entrance. I sing it note for note perfectly. You do, you know. And, you know, just the way he, he goes from horizontal position to a standing position as well, you know, I just think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I mean, and people can argue that, like, maybe, you know, his promos, and like this. but when you've got that kind of character, Young Taker didn't talk a lot, did he, you know, and they, they had Paul Barrett there, maybe get managed by side. Like, Paul Heyman, you know, it, it'd be a kind of dream thing for Alistair Black, but I think it's super perfect when he comes up to the main roster. Doesn't seem to be struggling that much with NXT at the moment, you know, no losses and everything he's done, really, even the, like, say, the Adam Cole match, Back and then it seemed to be number contender. It's quite easy for him, is not it?
1: You know. Yeah. So, um, also, I'd just like to put a little honourable mention in there to the Woken Slam at Hardy. Uh, you know, his, his the way his character's going to go is definitely one to be watched. Providing I don't bury him in his first match against Bray Wyatt. Yeah,
0: that's the worry, isn't it? Yeah, but.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, hopefully good things are going to come from him as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, Broken Matt Hardy, there's so much potential there, isn't there? You know, uh, and let's hope that they uh, don't don't fuck it up. I, I just thought of someone else who was better off last year, and that's Jack Gallagher. Anyway, um, so next award, we'll do the new award, and it's a holy shit moment of the year, moment that made us go holy shit. Now I've actually got two uh, choices this year. One where uh it was a good one and one that's a bad one. I want to mention we talk about that NXT takeover, Na- uh, Nakamura versus Rude when Rude won. But I was gonna go for celebrations or, or reactions to doing it as opposed to just me. Do you know what I mean? So my my react, my holy shit moments is like what we both thought. Uh. My first one is the Hardys' return at WrestleMania.
1: Holy shit, that was good.
0: When they came back, we were jumping up and down here. You know, We were like, oh, fucking hell, the Hardys' back, great. And they gave us a holy shit moment. You know, Jeff jumping off the ladder as well. The Hardys were back, became tag team champions. It was a real holy shit moment. Dan, how many holy shit moments? Two. (laughs) You've got two as well, so give me your first one.
1: Shane McMahon's cage dive. But it wasn't just so much the cage dive... It was Sami Zayn helping out his former foe Kevin Owens as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, that was a real matter. And now we've, if we've seen on SmackDown since then, the Zayn Owens connection is just getting more and more airtime as well, isn't it? You know. Yep. So, uh, yep. yep. <laughs> yes, this is the thing that we want. One thing I'm worried about is Shane McMahon. I hope this time next year, when we do the fourth annual WNR Awards, we're not talking about Shane McMahon jumping off a helter cell for the third time. I think, you know, twice is quite enough for him. And my next moment, holy shit, and Dan, this is when we were both couldn't believe what was going on. Jinder Mahal winning the WWE Championship from Randy Alton. We, we could not believe what was going on. We lost our minds at it. We, we nearly gave up on network and wrestling at that point in time as
1: well. Indeed, yes. You know, going into the match... I'm sure we both thought it was going to be an elementary win for Randy Orton, you know, just an easy title defence. That wasn't the case. No, (laughs) it
0: wasn't. Jim number one, and then Pete Orton twice more after that. What's your last holy shit moment?
1: Super duperplex in War Games. It was not only a superplex, it was a super duperplex off the top of the War Games cage. You know, that must have taken some cojones to even do that let alone, you know, having it done to you.
0: It was just nasty, that match, wasn't it? You know, I think that's the word to describe war games.
1: has got staples in his head.
0: I I know, yeah, and the punishment everybody took in that, and like I said, Adam Cole coming off the top. I mean, it was an all-out war in war games, and I think most definitely deserving the holy shit moment of the year. I mean, if you had to pick one out of the four to say, yeah, that was the one holy shit moment, what would you say?
1: I'd have to say Hardy's return.
0: Yeah, I'd say Hardy's return as well. So, if we had to pick one out of the four, yeah. the Hardy's was probably the happiest moment this year on yeah. the podcast.
1: The award for comeback of the year goes to Kane for me. Kane? Kane. I mean, since his return, he has looked unstoppable. He's buried Seth Rollins, he's buried Finn Balor. I mean, you know, they're two legitimate Universal Champions there as it is. You know, it. it It's kind of reminiscent of the old Kane coming back. I know he's just getting built up to lose to Strowman eventually. But, you know, he's... It was quite an unexpected return for Kane as well. I see what
0: you're saying. Yeah, especially in this day and age, like 20 years after his debut, to manage to come back and be put in the programme with the most dominant guy, you know, at the moment, Braun Strowman. Yeah, I I could definitely... I definitely see that. I mean, people might say... I'm going to tell you mine in a minute, but I haven't gone Kurt Angle. Someone else said Kurt Angle's comeback was the best, back for the first time in ages. I, I look he's still got that kind of wild look in his. He does that, doesn't Wild look in his eyes where he don't really know if he's in the room it or looks not.
1: like if he's a bit spaced out.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's like, what's going on? And like uh, the Shield match didn't really cover himself in glory, he neither did I know he was injured. In that one, but even as an on-screen guy, I mean, I can't like, notice that much seen see Foley and Kurt Angle, that, you know, between nah. the two. Like, it... so I haven't gone Kurt Angle. I have gone for Drew McIntyre for comeback of the year. Now he was seen uh, at NXT Takeover at WrestleMania in the crowd, or in January in the crowd, and we, I thought to myself, "Wow, Drew McIntyre can," you know, like we said, he was the chosen one in WWE Vincent pick, and he completely failed went to 3MB nothing happened for him and then came back to WWE back into NXT his first NXT takeover he beat Bobby Roode to win the NXT title I thought it was fantastic he was a champion up, up until of course like I say survives his weekend against CM but even that was a cracking match and I think for comeback McIntyre when he comes back from injury it's going to be a serious threat even NXT on the main for me McIntyre Got to sort his career out now, and he's my comeback of the year. All right, so let's have a look towards 2018 quickly. And Dan, we're going to do five things we want to happen in WWE in 2018. So why don't you go first on this one?
1: Uh, We can do one for one.
0: We'll do one for one, yeah.
1: Sort out the UK Championship booking. You know, find a definitive place for it. I think it could be, you know, defended at either, you know, main roster pay per views, and also who's going for it as well. Yeah, because no, no. you know we've seen Gagano go for it, but yet previously it was kind of a UK-only thing. I know any nationality can win the US title. Is it going to be something similar to that? What's it going to be? What's it going to do? What's going to happen with it?
0: Yeah, we, we need clarification definitely on the UK title. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that they offer great matches every time. And to have an hour show, no matter where it is on the network, that we would watch... I think would be much more entertaining two five Live is that it would rival NXT in a way for, you know, the kind of matches. The best match in NXT, you could argue, featured UK talent this year as well. You yeah. Know? I mean, I know there's been some great matches in NXT, but UK stuff has been really special and different, haven't we? Like I say, it's such different moves that we see as well. I completely agree with you. I'm just going to finish off on McIntyre now and say that I want him to be a WWE champion by by the year end, and I think that's really possible for Drew to come back from injury, main roster. We we know how good he is in the ring, we know that character he's got now. I think it would it's just money for me to have McIntyre in the main event scene. But I'm sure he'll be feuding with Dolph Ziggler before long anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Dan was sure. Wow,
1: um giving wrestlers WWE or Universal Championships. Mine is give Cesaro a heavyweight championship. Oh. Last year he was my one to watch, you know. He's he was well, he was one to, underrated. He pulls out brilliant matches, and yeah, I just think he deserves a WWE Championship run. I know he's has team titles, but you, you know, it's I, I think he could do better than that. And I definitely think he can hold his own in the heavyweight championship division.
0: No, I completely agree. Would you be happy with him getting it money in the bank way? Like, winning my own cashing it in, would you be like, oh yeah, or would you want like a... Uh... As long as he
1: defends it successfully right, yeah. successfully and legitimately.
0: Yeah, okay, right, yeah, no, I see your point. So they actually have a storyline of like, so actually going for the title rather than a kind of hit and run type thing, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I wouldn't mind either way, like, I wouldn't mind Triple H handing the title, <laughs> like, I'd be like, yeah, all right, hey champion, yay! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of former champions, a revival. I want them to return and dominate the tag team division when they come back. We have missed such a treat with Dash and Dawson not being here. Like we say, 2015, they were Dan's tag team of the year. 2016, they were my tag team of the year. And this year, if you look at their early matches that they had against Authors of Pain as well involved, all that kind of run until they got to the main roster, they were going great guns and then, like I say, suddenly an injury. And it goes, doesn't it? You know, yeah. so I want them to come back and just, you know, not necessarily be tag, teams, but, uh, tag team champions, but to just show legitimate what... Legitimate dominant force. Exactly, show what they yeah. can do, yeah.
1: Mine, they need to stop having too many of the same match. We saw three events, and as much as I love Orton, three main events of him going against Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And then you had three, uh, two main events of him going against Nakamura. And again, you know, I'm a big fan of Nakamura. You know, five pay-per-view straight, uh, Jinder Mahal defending his title in a cheating way. Yeah, yeah. It's boring.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you there, you know, exactly. And the thing is, when you have the same matches on Raw and SmackDown, they're kind of, you know, all, you have a pay-per-view match, and then next night you have a pay-per-view rematch. And it's like, well, what's the point of that? pay-per-view match if you are just going to have it next you know you yeah. keep repeating it yeah. and like finn Balor versus bray wyatt never-ending matches feud never fucking ended Do you know what i mean it was just like yeah. why are you doing it? it had to have bray wyatt get be ill for them to stop doing it it yeah. was just kind of and like i say it does get repetitive as well and i think that's one of the reasons i skip through raw and smackdown you know not in a bad way but just kind of like oh god almighty you know um good i've 't really good choice on patch good good choices dan my ones don't give up on pushes the, the thing is about a wrestler is if you get behind him you start giving him victories and you start building them up there was no point just then stopping and or having him just bring up lose losses again it's like nakamura if he comes in and you said he's a rock star he's the king Then don't have him uh golf ziggler like and people are out and struggling to beat him have him Dominant and then put him into matches, and when he does go against the Jinder Hall, have him winning. Get behind Nakamura and see how successful he can be, rather than saying he's not ready yet. The same with Cesaro or Balor. Give him that chance, yeah. and let's see what they can do and let them d- prove
1: themselves exactly.
0: And give him a run, and then after a year, if raw ratings slide down, if pay per view numbers dwell, you know, if network subscribers fall, then yeah. you can say, "Oh, Balor and Nakamura didn't make." But we have to not. Uh, go back to bringing old wrestlers in if we're not giving... You know, Braun Strowman, he was so dominant at the beginning of the year we thought he was going to win the Rumble and then all of a sudden he got eliminated in the Rumble Didn't win By the,
1: Baron Corbin Baron Corbin,
0: d- got eliminated in the RJ Giant when we were at Royal WrestleMania and then it was like, right, let's build Strowman up again it's like, yeah, okay, don't give up on Strowman now don't have him lose to Kane don't have him just lose to Lesnar Go, go for it then if you're going to do it, you know Indeed,
1: yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> go um, on. Get Neville back <laughs> at all costs. Right. You know, if he wants to go to the main roster, let him go on the main roster. He, he, you know, he held his own on the main roster against whoever. He's a former NXT champion, for God's sake. You know, he he can definitely be up there with him. Um, he, you know, he may not be the size, but Rey Mysterio wasn't the size, yeah. and he certainly held his own. You know, he can have great matches. He's a brilliant performer. And he certainly deserves to be up there and given the respect he deserves.
0: I think this is the thing, is it? Neville, they said, go back to Five Live. You can do like Tazawa. You can do what Rich Von is doing. and Not Rich Von. Uh, <laughs> you can do what Tazawa is doing. You can go back and feud mid-card in Five Live. And if you have a chance again, you can come. And Neville's like, well, no, I'm, I'm good enough to actually be in mid-card and Raw or SmackDown or be used. Yeah. And they would say, no, and... Uh, they, with Neville someone' his talent, was it going to take him to go away and be successful for a couple of years and then them signing him back now you know or are going to... with neville he he, he was so he, he's a great wrestler. we've liked him ever since you know not just because he's British or English but from the very start of the podcast, you know there's potential there and what he does in the ring you know uh, and it's a real shame neville is um is not there at the moment, and yeah, I think it'd be um Oh, if they get never back, it would be great. Speaking about sorting stuff out relationship wise, you know, if you're going to have someone return, like speak to CM Punk, you know, like sort it out. Just say to him like, "Look, mate, you don't like being knocked out, or kicked in the head, or training. I know you want to be your old man, uh, your own man. I tell you what, why don't you come back? Limited dates, more than Brock Lesnar, less than." Uh, you know, Kevin Owens. Kevin, o, well, yeah, exactly, Kevin. O, you know, <clears throat> do the big, do the big show, uh, do the pay per views, do do a couple of, you know, London, O two, you know, just just talking about shows <laughs> to you know, yeah. go do them uh, yeah. and come back. We'll give you fucking this amount of money, and you can do what you want. You can finally headline a WrestleMania, uh, and, and I think the CM Punk return it just makes sense for everybody because he he is the kind of.
1: He uh, is so over he's unbelievable.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is I don't want people or WWE to forget the kind of influence CM Punk had in the WWE. I know people say it's crazy, but without CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, we wouldn't have this kind of and this is my worry about Bryan leaving maybe end of next year. Is these guys came in? They were Ring of Honor guys. No one gave them a chance. They became main eventers in their own right. Became characters in their own right. Gave a chance. That's why we've got the Shield, Seth Rollins. That's why we've got Dean Ambrose. That's why we've got Adam Cole and Alistair Black and all these guys that came in for the opportunity. And we're seeing Punk. That kind of battle started off the reality era in WWE in a weird way. You know, that kind of the kayfabe is dead and gone now. And I, I, I just yeah. And he plus he fucking put a microphone in his hand and I'll listen to him talk for 15, 20 minutes on Raw yeah. and that's how you can fill up a segment on Raw, you know, let him come back. Talk about shit, talk about what you think about people, you know. Just sort it out for fuck's sake. Anyway, Dan, last one. Um,
1: Well, mine teams up with and get Neville back. Get rid of Enzo fucking Amore. He's <laughs> awful. He can't fucking wrestle to save his life. And you can give him this award as well, <laughs> yeah. even though it's not an award. It's kind of a a thing they need to do. But
0: you'll give an Enzo Moore his second award of the night.
1: <laughs> well, if that's what it takes to get him out of the WWE, <laughs> then he can have it. But I, I just I don't want him there. His stick has got old. Yeah, no one really goes along with it. When he was getting beaten up, like when he got power slammed by Strowman, the fans were chanting one more time. Yeah, they were, yeah. They want to see that little cunt go through the fucking mat and just straight out of the WWE. Yeah,
0: uh, that, is, that is true. Uh, mine's not as aggressive as yours. Uh, mine is Bray Wyatt. Get some respect or just leave, you know. This is a personal message to Bray Wyatt. Look, Bray. It, things ain't working out. I know you're getting paid all right. I know you're in a new relationship with Jojo and everything like this. That's all cool, man. But, like, uh, this Bray Wyatt thing, it, it hasn't been good. You know, they haven't been fair to you, and you need to kind of put your foot down. And if it means you're going away and finding another character, sorting it out, that's what you need to do, because this kind of feud with, with, with Broke and Matt Hardy... One at Hardy. We've woken Matt Hardy. You know, this is one of those things that it it could work, it might not, but you'll probably be on the losing end of it. And even your WWE title run was what? 42 days. So they need to, you know, either start booking Bray Wyatt, correct? Uh, it, I think it's too late now for Bray Wyatt to be like an Undertaker type figure now. I think the aura is gone. I think he just not won enough. The big matches he doesn't do well in. Uh, I, I think it's time for him to um, look. You know, Bo Dallas is available. Stick them together as a tag team. Have a feud with the Brothers about it. You know, Brothers versus Brothers. Do it that way. Have Bo Wyatt. What the fuck you want to do in that way?
1: Bo leaving Bray. Bo
0: leaving Bray. You know, and you know just. Because, unfortunately, it's I don't want to see another House of Horrors match. I don't want to see another
1: change. Projections oh. on the ring. No. Nah, ultimately they're... ending you losing the match. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's cheer ourselves up a little bit. So now we've got one, two, three, four. We've got five awards left, and they are the five biggest awards in WNR, in, on the R Awards. They're a tag team woman, wrestler pay-per-view, and match so we'll start off with tag team of the year now i've got some uh tag teams written down here i have got of pain new day the bar diy and the Hardys. i think would be fair to be put into that uh for nomination wise don't you
1: um yeah yeah legitimately they deserve to be there yeah
0: yeah, I think DIY, they were a great start break up and that, but they were putting in quality matches. All for the pain, I think have been great throughout the whole year. Uh the bar, Seamus and Cesaro.
1: Yeah, they've they've done really well together. Yeah.
0: Of course the Hardy Boys, I know they're not together as a team now, but they gave us a holy shit moment of the year, didn't they?
1: Indeed they
0: did, yeah. And of course the new day, but who's your tag team of the year, Dan?
1: Am Brolins. <laughs> right. Yeah uh, the the shield, you know. Not only the way they came back together, but I think their star factor of when they're together. I think they're, you know, they work really well together. Um, a brilliant pairing, and you know, it's kind of like, two, well, a it's two thirds of the shield, yes, and b yeah. you know, they're, they're just a great tag team, and they're getting utilized, they're getting airtime, you know, they're they're going through it as well.
0: I, I think they've been fantastic since coming back together. I don't think Ambrose has looked. As happy and along with Seth Rollins by his side. I know some people might say it was a bit of a demotion for Seth because he meant to be a main event player, but I think it's all leading to good things as well. And yeah, that moment when they, they, they fist bumped for the first time. They, they fisted each other. They fisted, e- they fisted each other for the first time uh, since breaking up, and it was a lovely moment. And then you throw Roman Reigns in, and yeah, I, I really enjoy Ambo's Rollins. They were nearly my pick, but I have to
1: go for. The Uso tag team of the year down since day one ish. Yeah, ish. they've they've pulled out some great matches since their heel turn. I think they've been a phenomenal tag team, and you know, you know they've they've got rid of the face paint. They got rid of the thing. They're kind of going back on a hit on a face ish turn yeah. ish. See what yeah, done ish, there? Ish, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, they've they've had great matches, especially their chemistry with the new day they've had you know yeah I mean we'll, we'll, for a good part of the year
0: we'll probably talk about that match of the year as well but I mean you could have two or three of their matches that they had with a new day you know Helen in a Cell Slam kickoff uh, and you know and with the Usos well I wasn't saying I was expecting them to have a good year you know and they've really performed in ring Jimmy and Jay and that's why i got to say they've been my tag team because I've enjoyed every USO match or segment that I've seen it's not been boring they've even been quite entertaining on the mic as well and I hope they don't go a kind of more baby face fruit but I think it's good that they can do it they can do the kind of face paint loving the kids and then they can do the kind of hillside you know the kind of thing that they got but Uso's my tag team of the year
1: um also I'd like to put an honourable mention out there for the great well-oiled machine of Orton and Nakamura oh.
0: yes Orton and Nakamura have teamed up More times than revival happened in WWE this year.
1: Indeed, indeed,
0: indeed. Alright, so we move on to the women's award. Dan, do you want to give out who we think, uh, if you want to add anyone to that list, you want to read out the people
1: who are in contention for this award? Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Kari Sane, Ember Moon, and Nikki Cross. Oh, yeah, I mean,
0: Nikki Cross. It's, she's been a breath of fresh air, hasn't she? In NXT? She, has,
1: she is as crazy <laughs> as a barrel of fucking spanners. Yeah. <laughs> and she is just completely unhinged. You know, it's it's not just her when she's wrestling, but when she's in the corner of sanity. She's so energetic. She's always going about her ways. And, you know, she is, she, she is brilliant. Yeah,
0: like, it, you can't fault her. You can't. It is quite incredible, you know, and especially when you... Uh, Putting her match that she had with Oscar for the last women's standing. And some of her performances this year have been absolutely great. Ember Moon again, you know, talk about her. Finally, women and women's title. Coming so close to it. No one's ever come that close to beating Oscar. She um, injured. I
1: don't think anyone ever will. I
0: don't know. Injured her, you know, broke her collarbone, still couldn't get the job done. Ember Moon's women's champion now.
1: <laughs> We've got Kari Sane. I mean, she was just phenomenal in the May Young Classic every single was in it was a four or plus star match it, it and you know just again her character we w- was a bit concerned about uh, another asian woman trying to replace oscar after she'd gone up to the main roster but it is she is completely different to to oscar but yeah you know she's still just as great she impresses us every week and yeah you know she's brilliant
0: yeah i mean honestly yeah I can't say it better myself. Uh, called Charlotte Flair, SmackDown women's champion at the moment. Uh always I gotta say she she's getting better and better in ring and uh I, I'm becoming a fan of Charlotte Flair now and I think she deserves credit for uh being up there on SmackDown and
1: doing what she's doing. Um Alexa Bliss. What more can I say about Alexa Bliss? She is the first ever raw and wi- raw and smackdown women's champion. She's she's held the title for best part of the year. Yeah, she's the most beautiful woman on the WWE roster aside from Randy Orton, but she, he's not a woman. <laughs> not a woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you know she she's great on the mic. She's responsible for bringing Mickie James back. You, you know, she's had.
0: <laughs> I don't think she was responsible. Well, I mean, it's
1: part of storyline. But, but uh, I know she what you're credits herself for yeah, being no, responsible yeah, yeah, for yeah. bringing Mickie James back. <laughs> but she, you know, she's improving all the time, and yeah, you know, she's she's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> speaking of women, and actually talking about uh, most improved, I've got to say, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay in NXT have. Uh, grown a lot this year and i'll uh, really be looking forward to what they do in 2018 but i gotta say my woman of the year don't know you tell me first dan who is your woman of the year? is it alexa bliss oh,
1: she was a very close second oh but undoubtedly it has to be oscar no one is ready for oscar james if yours is different I'm going to eat my hat and I'm going to eat your socks. <laughs>
0: You're going to eat my what?
1: <laughs> socks. Socks. Well, I've gone. For Alicia Ford!
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I have gone, yes, for Oscar. I can't believe she hasn't won it before, this award. It's the first time Oscar is winning it. She thinks it's rubbery that she's <laughs> winning the award. No, it's the first time Oscar has won the uh, award on the WNL podcast. She's by our women of the year. I mean, what can we say about Oscar?
1: There, there's nothing. You know, uh, I'm a bit disappointed by her early booking on Raw, but you know, after defeating Dana Brooke in record time, and you, you know, I've I've, got, I've also got to say, the not in contention was your two-time winner of the Women of the Year. Yes, my last year's Women of the Year, we- Women of the Year, Bailey. Uh, Becky Lynch was not mentioned.
0: Yep, she wasn't out. The four horsewomen falling off the back Bailey, yeah, Bailey Lynch. Only Charlotte was mentioned at the four. They've fallen off, haven't they? And uh, incident coincidentally, even Jared's twenty fifteen Women of the Year,
1: Paige. Paige. Well, she's finally she, come back now. She's finally come back. She had a brilliant reception when she came back. But again, you know, not really much of a mention for Ruby Riot. She's um, had some good matches in NXT. I don't think she's kind of, No you yeah. know, she's just a poor man's page.
0: And a weird thing to say as well is the women's money in the bank, Carmella's not even mentioned on the list. Sorry, who? Hey? Carmella is not even on the list, you know. Like, what's she, she not there for? Natalia? Uh, nice shoes. So, I mean, there's, there's a few there, isn't there? Nice shoes, Naomi. Had a great WrestleMania. Uh, but, unfortunately, just didn't make the cut. And like I say, we were waiting for the Sasha Bank's Bailey Feud all year and we never really got it. But we move on to my favourite subject, men. Next award is the WR. It's the wrestler of the year. One of the most prestigious awards. We have only got three left now and the rest of the year is 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 one that the wrestlers fight for. I gotta say, my rest of the year, I'm gonna say it, Dan. The, the people in contention are
1: <laughs>
0: Brock Lesnar.
1: After you just cunted him off saying he's the most <laughs> overrated wrestler, he's a universal champion. He has
0: <laughs> been most of the, most of the year. Randy Orton, yeah,
1: Randy, yeah. Randy, Randy, Roman Reigns, boo, nah. Cn, yes, of course, your undisputed new NXT champion of the world, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Go on, next you're gonna say Enzo. <laughs> Mojo Rawley. He, he gets your vote. Dan,
0: we're we'll doing rest of the year. We haven't got anybody in contention because there's only one man this year who gets the award. It's the man who's delivered most in ring. It's the best wrestler in the world, in the WWE, on the WR podcast, and his name, Dan is AJ Styles. Yes, the rest of the year for both of us in twenty seventeen, again, two years running. Is AJ Styles? What can be said about the
1: phenomenal one? I'd like to put a mention, an honourable mention. You didn't mention him in your shortlist, and that is for Braun, the monster among men, Strowman. He tipped over a fucking ambulance, James. Was it
0: in a holy shit moment?
1: He (laughs) thrown into the back of a garbage truck. Then, (laughs) then, then he changed the colour of the garbage truck while he was inside and revealed himself to the Miz. Not himself. <laughs> Do you want to see my monster among cocks? <laughs> look at this. Right, look.
0: Just to talk <laughs> about AJ Styles here. Come on, let's get back to the subject. Right,
1: anyway, AJ Styles. No,
0: wait a minute. Let's just bring it So a new collection came out, right? AJ Styles. Beyond Phenomenal. Right? This is...
1: Instant chemistry.
0: Right. Forget about 2016 because that's... Last year, that's the year, right? So this year, we have had AJ Styles Royal Rumble 2017, AJ versus John Cena, you know? the champ
1: who runs the camp. Exactly, the champ who runs the camp. Next up, we had Ego and Vengeance, and that was going against Shane O'Mac at WrestleMania.
0: We then had uh, a
1: How's new opportunity:
0: been? AJ Styles faces Sami Zayn, Barry Corb, Barry Corbin. Baron Corbin about to name number one contender for the US title April 11th
1: 2017. Uh, We have the howl of a lone wolf and while Kevin Owens watches from ringside AJ Styles faces off against Baron Corbin in singles action.
0: Yeah. Backlash 2017 AJ takes to the ring to challenge Kevin Owens for the US title. Uh,
1: Money in the Bank 2017 AJ Styles competes in his first ever Money in the Bank ladder match and we got a ruckus When AJ Styles and Shinsuke fucking Nakamura just squared off of each other. Who can forget AJ
0: versus Chad Gable on Smackdown July 4th. A fucking awesome match.
1: Well, AJ Styles faces Kevin Owens and a returning Chris Jericho. uh, AJ
0: Styles against Kevin Owens again at SummerSlam with Shane McMahon. A special guest referee. We've got uh, AJ versus Balor that happened at TLC when he came across there, didn't we? We're going to have a good match with Baron at uh, Baron Corbin with Jinder Mahal. We had a, in, not a bad match on SmackDown against him. AJ, oh, Brock Lesnar had his best match in years. AJ always delivers in ring, doesn't he? That's what we looked at twenty seventeen. Just delivers in ring. What can be said, Dankle? Cool. Cool. What can be said? What do you what else, what else can be said? About There's
1: him? nothing else that can be said about him. You know, he created history by winning the first ever title. Out of North America, South America, East America, out of America, you know, by winning the championship in Manchester, England. England. Manchester,
0: England, England.
1: Yeah, I mean, not only he
0: just is a guy to Mister Reliable. He he doesn't have. If he injured, he will wrestle injured. He always brings out the best in people. Uh, can always shine in high profile matches uh you know he's a guy that they put there he always gets reaction from the fans and never tired of seeing him he sells tickets as well like we said with the tv ratings always go up i mean aj styles if he'd have come five six years ago would he have had the same opportunities probably not but at this moment in time you just don't want it to stop for aj i think doubt if you go onto the collections of the w network you'll see the two collections there uh, AJ Styles been Beyond Phenomenal, which is our wrestler of the year. And what's the next
1: collection? The, the next the collection right next to it is Oscar the Undefeated Empress. Ooh. And, I mean, that certainly says a lot for our women and male wrestler of the year. Yeah,
0: well, absolutely uh, phenomenal AJ Styles, and credit to Oscar as well. So two awards left, and then we've got pay-per-view of the year. Now, I should say, the New Year's Eve podcast, we're going to run through... Every month on the WR podcast and in the WWE, so we'll probably go into a bit more detail. But what we've done at the end of pay per views, as everybody knows, is not only do we have predictions, but we give a rating and a match of the night. So we've looked at these in accordance for our next two awards, because then obviously it makes more sense, then doesn't it? So my paper of the year is going to go from this rating and Dan. I think yours was saying.
1: Uh, my pay-per-view, yeah, it's going from this rating.
0: It's going from the rating. So, Dan, can you please tell me your pay-per-view of the year 2017?
1: Well, my pay-per-view, and it was the only pay-per-view I gave all year, which was a perfect 10. 10. And that was NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. And my match of the night from that was Hideo Itami versus Aleister Black. Not only was Jim Ross, the commentator for the Hideo Black versus... The Hideo Hideo Black Black. versus Itami (laughs) Alistair. Well, not only was JR the commentator for the Black versus Itami match, we had Andrade Cien Almas, that is your NXT champion, and he defeated Johnny Gagano. We had Sanity defeating the Authors of Pain for the NXT Championships. Uh, NXT Tag Team Championship. We had the Black defeating Hideo Itami. We had Oscar defeating Ember Moon by submission. And we also had Drew McIntyre winning his first NXT Championship against Bobby Roode. What an
0: event Brooklyn Free was, and I gave that a nine. And can I just also... No, you sorry. can't.
1: I gave them a nine. No, no, oh, I, no, no, I, no, no.
0: I gave them a nine. No, no, oh, no.
1: And after the tag team match, you had Bobby Fish and Carl Riley attacking Sanity and the Authors of Pain after, performing Chasing the Dragon on Eric Young.
0: I gave that a 9 out of 10, and there was only two other papers I gave that to. That was No Mercy. No Mercy! I don't know why I gave it to No Mercy for. I have no idea. I must have been extremely drunk at the time. And it was San Antonio NXT San Antonio. Well, in actual fact, I actually gave that a ten at the time. And I did drop it down to nine. But I think my favorite paper of the year was January twenty eighth, twenty seventeen NXT Takeover San Antonio. And for the first time ever, it was Shinsuke Nakamura defending the NXT title against the glorious one, Bobby Roode. What would happen? Well, we all found out at the end of the match, didn't we? That Bobby Roode did beat Nakamura in a glorious main event. you got also on the card, Eric Young defeated Ty Dillinger, Roderick Strong beat him, <laughs> and the of Payne with Paul Ehrling defeated DIY in a cracking little match, and Oscar defeated Billy Kay, Payton Royce, and Nikki Cross. And uh, I mean, for me, that's my favourite event of the year. I absolutely adored it. So, it's weird how both of our pay-for-you-year's the pay for you the years of both NXT TakeOver events.
1: Well, <laughs> um, so there was NXT Orlando which scored a nine from me and that featured Sanity defeating Cassius Ono Roderick Strong, Ruby Riot, and Ty Dillinger. Uh, Alice the Black defeating CN. Sien. Cien. Authors of Pain defeating DIY and The Revival. Uh, Oscar against Ember Moon again and Bobby Roode going against shinsuke nakamura
0: all right so now we've got one award left and it's the biggest award of the night of the year it is the w podcast match of the year now we've got a lot and i say a lot i've we've got a lot of contenders this year so we're just going to run through a few that we've got down aren't we so you've gone you've got your list of matches there
1: I've got Danny Burch versus Only Larkin on NXT. And these two, the chemistry these two had in their matches, it was just amazing. Uh, You know, the whole match, it was just awe-inspiring. And, you know, the moves was crisp. They just worked really well together.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. That was a great match. And they had a couple of great matches on NXT, didn't they? Uh, Talk about NXT, Oscar versus Ember Moon at TakeOver Brooklyn 3, where Ember Moon came so close to defeating Oscar, Oscar just managing
1: to get by. Also including Oscar, was her last women's standing match against Nikki Cross, and that was a hellacious match, it went all throughout the arena, again, you know, it just kept us on the edge of our seats all the way through, wasn't quite sure which way it was going to go, as we know, Nikki Cross is just a complete nutter, Mm. and... Yeah, it was a great match, all in all. It's it's the only match
0: this year, that one, that I've watched about five times. Cause I watched it, obviously, when we're sorting out what we yeah. am going to watch on the podcast. Watched it with you, watched it again, watched it again. That bump where she takes her off the top of the ladder through the announce table it is a thing of beauty. And everybody should go back and watch that. Uh, Speaking of NXT still, the Officer Payne versus DIY versus the Revival at TakeOver Orlando. The chemistry between all three teams there was pitch perfect, wasn't it? You know, I couldn't really ask for much else.
1: Most definitely. Taking it away from NXT. uh, Joe versus Bray versus Rollins versus Reigns versus Balor at Extreme Rules. Uh, Fatal five-way match. For the number one contendership.
0: Yeah, no, that was, that was a great match. Talking about multi-man matches, Lesnar versus Braun versus Reigns versus Joe at SummerSlam as well for the WWE uh, Universal title. I think that was really entertaining. I remember Braun throwing the uh, chair across it in Lesnar. We've got... Uh, I just want to go back to NXT. and We've got uh, Bobby Roode versus Nakamura at the pay-per-view of the year that I said. Uh, in January, I thought the two men. The chemistry... <coughs> Was absolutely perfect in that one, you know. I think it worked really well. Uh I was I was impressed by it. Dan.
1: Um one of my guys, and it was quite a recent match, um Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. When Alistair Black finally said Velveteen's name. Yeah. Uh, and gave him the respect he was looking yeah. for. It was a perfect length of a feud. It and you know, it told a brilliant story. Back and forth was great and, you know, Black got the victory and Velveteen Dream got Black to say his name.
0: Yeah, uh, I I really, really enjoyed that. Talk on the same card, Sien McIntyre. I think it's the best NXT Championship match we've seen in a very
1: long time. Uh, New Day and Usos. To be honest, I can't put my finger on a specific match because they had about three or four great matches but I'd just like to throw them at
0: attention. I'd probably say Hell in
1: a Cell was the most... Hell in a Cell. It was probably, probably the most excited yeah. when they trapped him in the corner with loads of kendo sticks. Didn't quite work out properly, but yeah.
0: It was still, still good. Uh, don't forget, TLC, we had Balor versus AJ Styles. Uh, we, we've got to remember how good that match was. Uh, and of course, let's not forget about Mae Young Classic as well, with Kari Sane delivering not only against Bianca Belair, but Tony Storm. Uh, So we've had a lot of, you know, lot of uh, choices this year. But, Dan, what is your match of the year?
1: My match of the year was John Cena versus our wrestler of the year, AJ Styles, at the Royal Rumble. The back and forth between them was brilliant. Um, They both pulled out all the stops. Again, wasn't quite sure which way it was going to go. You know, Styles hitting the Styles Clash. Cena hitting the uh, attitude adjustment. True story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, you know, I think he just delivered in all areas. We know that Cena can have matches with great wrestlers, and we know that Styles has great matches all the time. So, you know, these two, they they worked really well together. Yeah. And, you know, even the build-up towards it as well, where they was snagging each other off on the mic, and, you know, it it just... Came together great.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with that one. We just saw it, and we had it on his background, didn't we, just a minute ago there on the, the big TV here at the WNR Cottage, and we saw Cena and Styles, and the, the chemistry they had together was, with not, no pun intended, phenomenal. And uh, even though Styles lost, he came out looking fantastic. I should say I want to give credit to the Bollywood boys this year because one of the botches of the year, wasn't it, was Randy Orton dropping uh Herve or Garf sing on top of the announce table, which was just a sickening moment. And even all it was like, oh, I've I've gone a bit too far here. But I've got to say, my my match of the year is uh, well, I've had no doubt in it since it first happened back in May. Really, it's one of those things that when you see a match and you you just can't believe that you're. You, it's like you're watching wrestling for the first time. You're kind of taken ch- taken back to childhood kind of memories of it and um, like Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne were two guys I did not expect to see at the start of 2017 and the UK tournament kind of delivered them massively and they were both in the final Tyler Bate winning the UK championship quite a surprise and then they would rematch it at NXT Chicago in May Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne and for me it's it's the best match I've seen in a, in a very long time what do you think of the Dublin Awards 2017 are you happy with that
1: I am very happy. Yes, uh, it, you know we've seen a lot of great matches this year. Seen a fair few great pay per views as well. It's been good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been good all over. Don't know the
1: city. You're part of the part. so
0: that is fucking dubbing our awards, dubbing our know? awards for 2017, and uh, we always enjoy bringing it to you. And I got to say a special thanks for everybody to well, a special thanks for everybody listening we couldn't do this podcast without you, well we could but it just wouldn't be very good really I mean we wouldn't have people listening to it and we'd just like to thank you for your tremendous support especially around the live shows and everybody coming out and sending us messages following us uh, everywhere and uh, it's it just it's like we didn't expect in it Dan you know?
1: and uh, also you, you can vote for your WNR Podcaster of the Year be it James or be it myself I know I'm going to get most of the votes but I thought I'd give James a little chance because you know he, he didn't get any Christmas presents off, off all of our great <laughs> listeners
0: look, look alright so if people want to tweet in or let us know who you think's better between me or Dan let us know before the New Year's Eve special Read out the result then if we get it if I like it if not <laughs> we ain't doing it no, I mean, like, the support that we've had on here is incredible, isn't it, Dan?
1: We've had some great support, yeah. We've we've got our regulars that constantly tweet us. Uh, Mark Tardis, he's, you know, he's always giving his two cents. He seems to find it funny when I'm pronouncing Japanese names. Yeah. Or, you, you know, he's, uh, well, don't be a dick or something.
0: Don't be a dick, yeah, when he was saying that. Jimmy Evans, uh... So, just shout out to some of the people who have uh, either followed, liked us, and talked about us over the past few days. we got uh, Gordon Stratus. We've got Daryl Moore. Thank you very much. Stan O'Mac. Ali Sosa, who liked one of our shows, and uh, you've been following us now. It's very nice. Brendan Dave Conroy. Shout out to you, mate. Uh, we've got uh, Jenny Borgman. Matthew Lee. Uh, Robot Pizza Van. Thanks. Uh, you've got... David Greer, Caledaris, Matt Hughes, Taylor Eros. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So I wonder if it's you that are doing the, uh, <laughs> doing the podcast.
1: Wilbur Schneider. Yeah, so.
0: Al Diddy, uh, Kedder and Jay, uh, Crystal Clear, Midwest Coast Podcast. Oh, no, fuck that. Uh, View, View Joe WWE, uh, Javante Carter, uh, Johnzo Apak. Elma Habadababa. Yeah, so loads of people on Twitter. So thank you very much. Thank you very much everywhere. And, you know, to contact us if you want to know how to well. This is Christmas. And don't forget, tomorrow at Christmas, we're going to have all the Christmas meals. It's going to be lovely, isn't it, Dan? What are you cooking tomorrow?
1: Of course, I'm getting up of dawn and saying, Dawn, get off my face. Yay! I'm getting up early. I'm putting a nice, plump turkey in the oven with all the trimmings, we've got festive Christmas pudding, we've got cups of eggnog. We're just going to get straight into the Christmas cheer. We we,
0: we are, we are, we love Christmas and Dan, if you go back and listen to the 2015-2016 podcast, you're a bit of a Grinch, but I can see now it's all fault, and you kind of turn now into the Christmas spirit. It might be all the alcohol that you have consumed, but still, I don't care what it is. And it'd be nice maybe if anybody you know, at home listens to this, and they're upset that I didn't get a present, then send one to me. How? Well, first, you've got to contact me on Twitter. We're at WWE Network Review or...
1: At Vince McDan WWE.
0: Yeah, send those presents to at J underscore Rollins on Twitter. I'd let you know what to do with them. We've also got a friend on Twitter, and he, he's celebrating the Christmas holiday now as well.
1: Yes, we've got Mini Chris Benmar, and he's just trying to make the world a better place, so you can follow him at Mini Chris Benmar.
0: Across all the Google platforms, WW Network Review and Google Plus. Why don't you send us an email to WNLpodcast at gmail.com? We're also on Facebook.
1: Facebook, yes, you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WW Network Review, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the WWE Network Review Podcast, and we've got clips going up there and podcasts go at the same time. They go on YouTube, they do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also on Spreaker Radio. We've got a live shows the end of January, January 27th, 28th, Fenixy Takeover and the Royal Rumble Live. your Radio iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. Next
1: podcast, Dan, is... The next podcast, James, is the New Year's Eve special. We'll be running that down most of the year. All the Raws, Smackdowns and NXTs for you there. What, what our favourite ratings are for all the pay-per-views and, of course, the matches of the year as well. Yeah, so
0: that's all going to be fun. That'll be New Year's Eve and we are back. Fresh start in 2018. But that is it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WNR Podcast. I have been James and as always, I was joined by Dan White. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Merry Christmas and bye.
1: Bye.